Before we get into the episode, I just wanted to announce that I am taking on a new wave of coaching clients. So if you are interested in recovery coaching and receiving more support, then I would love to be of service to you. You can go to the link in the show notes and you'll be redirected to a Google form where you can enter into your email and I will be emailing you and That way we can have a free 15-minute consultation to talk and discuss what you're looking for and see if coaching would align with you. So thank you so much, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hi, and welcome to the Take the Cake podcast. I'm your host, Kate Noel. I love honest health and wellness, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome or welcome back to the Take the Cake podcast. I am Kate Noel. I am the host of this show and I'm really grateful that you're here. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Today I'm going to be talking about starting over in your 20s or starting over any time of your life. It's never too late to start over and I think you can start over whenever you want, as many times as you want. This is... um, my experience with kind of quote starting over, I say quote because it feels more like a rebirth and I don't know, I don't know, that feels different to me than starting over. Like, um, I just feel like in 2022, I, I really had a rebirth of, of myself and that sounds really like spiritual and dramatic, but it, it is and it was. And so I don't know if anyone out there is listening and they feel kind of like, they're in a spot in their life where they have to make some big decisions and um, they're in a spot where maybe you're in a spot where you feel like starting over. Um, Hopefully this, hopefully hearing a little bit more about what helped me and my process could help you as well. I'm not an expert on starting over. I don't know how this episode is going to read or um, how you're going to, I guess not read, how you're going to, how it's going to be heard. Um, But Take what you will with it, and hopefully it at least inspires you or makes you feel less alone. Like I said, it's never too late to start over, to experience a rebirth. Um, You can experience that any time of your life, in my opinion. I had a big shift in my relationship, my past relationship, in 2022, and I um, really, really shook up my world, and that's was kind of the the root of I guess my rebirth um, and it was so impactful in my life that it affected every single part of my life like absolutely and it was really scary and I felt like I was treading in absolutely unknown waters waters I've never felt before um, and my experience with making like life altering decisions. I'm not saying this is the right way to do anything ever. Um, but how I tend to make decisions, big decisions or small decisions, but especially big decisions is that I will kind of let these ideas live in my mind for a long time. And I'll try my best to externalize them and talk to people about them. That's really important. Your support system. Um, and, and then I start to just really imagine my life. I start to future 
not like future plan because I think that can get you out of the present moment, but I kind of start to just imagine how my life might look different if I make this decision and I let it live in my mind and I kind of ruminate on it and meditate on it and then I kind of just wake up one day and I'm ready. That's the decision that I made. I, I kind of feel like it's very, I think I've said this before, but I feel like it's very, it's like a very feminine way of making decisions is being like, I'm not ready. I'm just going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to think about it. And then one day you like wake up in the middle of the night and you're like randomly, it just comes over you and you're like, I'm ready. That's kind of what happens to me when I tend to make big decisions and and whether that's wrong or right. Well, it's not wrong. It is right because it's my story. But whether somebody perceives that as wrong or right, I don't know. You know, that's just kind of how it is, how it's been for me. I think like for me, I really broke down my life into as many categories as I could. Career, health, mental health, physical health, spiritual health. Um, I looked at my social life. I looked at how I was spending my time. I, I looked at like my relationship with money, my relationship with sex, my relationship with like literally everything. I just really tried to look at my life holistically and think about how this unknown leap would would change all these aspects of my life. So for example, if you're in recovery or if you're thinking about recovery, a lot of my listeners are, um, I think it's really appropriate to ask yourself, how is recovery going to change my life specifically? Like, how is it going to change my life, my relationship with money, my relationship with sex, my relationship with my environment, my relationship with my friends, my relationship with my family? How is it going to change my life, my career? And this, I think, can help you to, and it helped me to, when I made, when I make big decisions, like I said, it helps me to take away the shock factor that I think can make us not end up making any decision at all. I think, right, like the overwhelm, like we get so overwhelmed. I get so overwhelmed sometimes with how my big decisions in my life will change my life that I avoid doing it all together because I'm just too overwhelmed. And that to me can indicate that I'm not ready to make a decision, but it can also indicate that I haven't actually thought about how the decision will impact my life specifically. So when I did that, when I looked holistically at my life, how will my life be different? I took away, I kind of like prepared myself. I thought, what is the like kind of worst case scenario? What's the best case scenario? Can I survive both of these? And I, th I said to myself, yeah, I can. I can survive both of these worst case scenarios and best case scenarios. I can. Um, obviously that's not, that's a very black and white way of thinking about it. But in those moments where I'm like, man, I need to make a decision that helped me tremendously. I hope this makes sense. <laughs> um, and then another thing that really helped me, I kind of touched on this earlier, but while, you know, maybe this big decision that you want to make for yourself is kind of living in your mind. I, and for me, I heavily relied on my support systems and my support networks. I grew new support systems. I, you know, gravitated towards new people. I reestablished and like reignited my old ones. And like, when I say rely, I mean like talking to my people, like truly talking it out and um, just not being alone 
it's so important to have a support system. I am the type of person, I don't know if, if anyone else can relate to this. If like if I externalize my feelings, it is it catapults me into change. Like that is the thing. Like if I share, it is like just the catapult. Like, I don't know how else to say it. It just, I'm imagining myself like flying through the air when I tell somebody what's going on in my life. It's like things have got to change. So that's my personality. I don't know if anyone else is like that. Um, so that was so important in my, you know, rebirth in my, in my rebirth journey. I have to take a bite of my banana muffin. Give me one moment. Okay. (laughs) Another so so crucial part of my rebirth journey was turning off autopilot. I mean, even becoming aware that I was living in autopilot. I have not been very consistent on social media. I've not really been consistent on the internet at all. I mean, I haven't really been um, able to be super present. And that's because I have... I had this really big wake up call where I realized I was living on autopilot on social media. Um, And so I slowed way down and it, it radically improved my life. It was not easy. It's not easy to just sit around and like when you remove something from your life, whether it be a person, a thing, an eating disorder, a relationship, social media, when you remove something from your life, you're going to have empty space in your life. And empty space is not comfortable. So yeah, it's important to have like distractions and other things to do and to look forward to. It's also, it was so important for me to just turn off and not live in autopilot and be so, so present, like minute to minute presence. That's been my goal. And for me, it just wasn't possible to do that while doing this consistency on social media or whatever it might be. Um, I'm slowly relearning how to live, um, online and have a, and have a presence and have it feel authentically me. Um, this is like all of a sudden turning into a social media, uh, thing, but it also had a lot to do with my past relationship is just turning off autopilot with my career, with my relationship, with my friendships. I just felt like I was living in autopilot. Um, and so that was, that was absolutely necessary for me to experience the, ultra big rebirth I did. I mean, I spent, I I feel like so much of my 2022, like the last half of my 2022, I was doing a lot of stuff and I was definitely being productive, but it was a lot slower than I'm used to. I felt like, you know, I went to see my parents and like spent time in Michigan three, um, it ended up as, I think it was like, end up being a month of the year I was there. And it's like, I didn't do anything while I was there. I mean, I just sat with my feelings. I just sat around and, 
um, slowed down a lot and really just allowed myself to experience and feel again, not comfortable, not the best feeling in the world. And it's the only way that I was able to have a rebirth and I was able to make big, big, big life altering decisions for myself. And I had to become really comfortable with being alone. And I mean, this goes hand in hand with a relationship shift, or as my friend Rochelle likes to say, a relation shift, you know, oh my gosh, my, I don't think Rochelle listens to this, but I love you, Rochelle, if you are listening to this and I will never forget being at a coffee shop with you and you were like, oh, it's just a relation shift. And I was like, what's the word you just said? And then you were like, a relationship shift, a relationship. (laughs) Okay. Anyways, so being comfortable with being alone, I don't like being the third wheel. I don't like being around my friends who have partners and being the one who's alone. I don't like, you know, I like to come home and have someone to talk to and like, not have it just be my dog. Like I like, I like someone to talk back to me sometimes, but I really had to become super, super comfortable with being by myself. And at first I sulked in my sadness, to be honest. And I was so uncomfortable with being alone and it brought me to tears and felt unbearable. And then over time, I just realized it was just a big adjustment and I had to actively do things. So yes, I actively hung out with my friends a lot and I called people and I, like I said, relied on my support system a lot. And not every, my friends can't, your friends can't hang out every single day. So you have to be comfortable with being alone. And uh, for me, something that really helped me with being comfortable being alone was to be intentional with my time. I felt really frazzled if I, had like no kind of clear idea of how I wanted to spend my time kind of like dating yourself or treating yourself treating the time you have with yourself like you would with a friend especially if your time is really valuable and you don't have a lot of it you know you yeah maybe like you would go to your friend's house if you have like a really great friend and you guys don't have any plans and you just play it by ear and you don't really have to do anything together which is great but sometimes it feels good to make plans with your friends so I feel like hang out with yourself and make plans for yourself. Take yourself to dinner take yourself to coffee, get a massage, walk around Trader Joe's. Okay. That's something I like to do. (laughs) I don't actually just walk around. Okay. I buy something, but, um, whatever, go for a walk, like watch a movie, do something like watch a movie without, you know, being on your phone. I'm in my puzzle phase. I've been doing a lot of puzzles and trust me, puzzle while you watch something is really, really, it feels good. It's a great way to spend your time. This podcast episode doesn't have a lot of structure, so hopefully you're with me. Uh, I also had, I absolutely had to develop a new and a a foundational sense of self-trust because I was making decisions, big decision, and then I changed my mind and then I like, okay, no, this is what I want. And then I changed my mind. and, And it's like, oh my gosh, like I, yeah, it's okay to go back and forth. It was for me, but I also like, I really had to trust myself. And when I felt doubt creeping in, I listened to it, but there had to come a point in time where 
I had to trust myself more than my self-doubt. Like I had to to really, does, I, does this make sense? Like you, I had to just draw a line of, I need to trust myself, to trust my gut instincts, to trust my internal and external intuition, to see the signs around me, to, to feel the signs around me. And I just really needed that. I needed to just fully trust myself. And even if I didn't trust myself completely, I said to myself, Kate, I trust you. I trust you, Kate. Like, and, and, and that was crucial because I spent a lot of time relying on other people's opinions about my life and what I should be and who I should be and what I should say. And I just wasn't thriving in that environment. Of course, I think it's so important to have people in your life who you love and trust who can like speak into your life and give you advice and help guide you. But at the end of the day, all I had was myself. All I had every single day is me living in my own body and me experiencing life through my own eyes. And I'm the only person who gets to do that. And same with you. You're the only person who gets to do that. You know yourself better than anyone in the world. So I had to just kind of really develop a sense of self-trust that I had been missing in my life. And that just came with time and affirmations and kind of being like more stern with myself when it came to the decision-making process. Another really uh, very helpful thing that I experienced with my rebirth has been gratitude journaling, specifically the five-minute journal. That thing is amazing. Um, I, I try, I, I kind of go on and off with it, but whenever, whenever I do it, and especially when I was doing it, when I was like in the thick of my freaking rebirth, <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. I really appreciated, you know, doing this every single day of three things I'm grateful for, three things I want to do today. What did I learn today? Thinking about my days, reflecting on my days and just journaling in general, like it doesn't have to be specifically, um, gratitude five minute gratitude journal but definitely like doing a few gratitudes every day and then journaling about your experience that helped me tremendously and I love to look back and and read about how much I've grown and and what I've been able to accomplish it's been so amazing for me and um, it's something that I recommend I know journaling can feel kind of like cliche and maybe kind of like eh, to some people uh, but I think there's a reason why everyone recommends it. It's it's really beautiful and something that a- absolutely helps me a lot. The, I guess, like last thing that I kind of ha- I'm thinking about that helped me make decisions for myself, start over, experience this rebirth, was to invest in myself and prioritize myself, um, which I guess all these things are forms of that. But when I mean it, and I say invest in myself, um, I really mean like financially, physically, whatever it, it might be, I needed to invest in myself, in my time. Um, so that was hugely important to me. Um, and that can look like a lot of different things. But for me, it looked like treating myself. It looked like a lot of little things like buying myself coffees when I used to like only make them at home, it looked like, um, buying myself like clothes that I really liked or my favorite, like a pair of shoes that I really wanted to do to buy. It doesn't have to look like money stuff. I'm just thinking off the top of my head. 
Um, but that's something that really, really helped me as well. And, you know, prioritizing myself, choosing myself, really this, this is examining what my desires are. Something that you can do that I think is revolutionary is write out your desires. Just write that. Like, I don't think, I don't know anyone who just is super comfortable with their like desires. And I feel like there's this like sense of guilt that we can feel when we talk about what we desire in life. But I don't think desire, I know desire is not innately bad. So a really, really like quick and easy thing you can do is just write down what your desires are in your life. And, um, and yeah, that is, that, that was and is something that I've been actively working on throughout my rebirth. I think it's still happening if I'm being honest. <laughs> um, so that's something that just, to, so really examining my desires and doing them was so, so important. So I hope this episode was helpful. I would encourage you to step into the unknown. It's so scary. It's so hard and I get it and I've been there. We can handle hard shit and I believe in you and we can do this this thing together. So, so thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed this one. Hashtag team rebirth. Um, all right. This is my cue to get off the pod. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see y'all next week. Bye.